Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Hello, welcome to Whores Talk Horror. I'm Sharon. I'm Melinda. All right, so today we have a very, very exciting interview. We have Tatiana and Adriana, who uh, are going to be telling us some of their personal paranormal experiences. And um, welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you so much for coming. We're excited to have you. And so um, why don't you tell us, um, whoever wants to start, a little bit about the background of your family because you have a long history of having paranormal experiences in your family. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, it comes, from, as far as I know, from my grandmother. Um, she is a Indian by, by birth um, in South America, Colombia. So she taught us how to pray in their language, all of us grandkids, so wow. we knew. Um, and she would um, do and say things when we were little, you know, how to protect us against the evil spirits and against all this stuff. And she would uh, have us talk to our dolls and say, make sure you tell them they can't stay in there. So I, th- I grew up not knowing that that wasn't, you know, normal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, um, and I, I only had one doll really when I was growing up and my, my grandma was the one that got it for me and she would dress it up and everything, but she just made sure that don't let anything get in it. And I thought it was like, you know, sticks things in this side of it or something, (laughs) but she protected it and so that it wouldn't be a vessel. Wow. So, okay, so, and I didn't know that, I but never, my mom knew, but she didn't tell me. I was little, little, like little. And there's obviously a lot of horror movies that are based on that, but I didn't know that there was any sort of actual um, cultural, like historical significance in that. So is this um, something that in the Colombian culture, they believe that dolls can be vessels for spirits or? The, the thing that that I, I, I won't be able to say anything about is because I was brought here to the United States when I was six. So all that was left behind. Okay. So I didn't really come to see my grandmother until I was 10 years old. That was the last time I saw her and she passed on. But she was very in tune with, the, with nature. She would tell you, it's going to rain tomorrow, you know. <laughs> and she would be like, hmm, you see those ants going over there? They're getting ready. <laughs> You know, yeah. and it was just, and she was so loving, and all the dogs and cats would follow her everywhere, Aww. and the birds and everything. She was just a really beautiful, beautiful being, and uh, my mom's the same way. My mother is uh, very, very in tune with spirituality and um, always um, uses the pentagram symbol to protect mm-hmm. um, the way that she explained it to me when I was little that the pentagram is like a person standing up and doing the star you're the head the hands and the legs and that is the universe trying to protect oh. earth air fire water spirit. exactly so as, as little that's how what we were you know yeah. brought to known and then all of a sudden I grow up and it's like pentagram ah yeah, yeah, because it, it doesn't have an no. evil. I yeah, I used right. to wear pentagram jewelry in high school and college, and um, yeah, to me it was always about the spirit, you know, earth, air, fire, water, spirit, and exactly. my connection to nature as well. It, it had nothing to do with the devil. That mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure um, how the pentagram became this evil symbol because um, it's really a, you know a pagan exactly. symbol. 
Well, probably the the scares in the 80s about all the Satanism and all that kind of stuff. But I was just going to say that, like, a lot of horror movies, to your point earlier, do use dolls. And they say that, like, fiction comes from a true place somewhere. But I never heard of anyone or would have thought to do any sort of protection on a child's doll. I think that is, like, the smartest thing ever. That's awesome. So... I have a friend that um, is from Haiti, oh, okay. and she told me about dolls and how in their culture, they used to put like evil spirits in the dolls to prevent them from harming anyone. Oh. To trap, to to trap, trap the, the soul okay. inside the doll to prevent it from harming anyone. Sure. And then what would they do with the dolls then? Burn so them. They, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's where that came from? I don't know. (laughs) But that's a good theory. I'm going to have to do some research on this later because I'm sure there's many cultures that have this belief. Now, I just was never aware of it, but I think it's it's really fascinating. Um, So, Adriana, this is uh, directed towards you. Do you have a time in your life where you remember uh, experiencing your first paranormal experience funny you say i didn't know that that you know that they didn't exist <laughs> because, other people don't see them. <laughs> yeah it's, like, it's natural um i do remember that when my mother's grand my mother's great aunt passed away i was very little so i must have been six years old and um we had gone and because i was little they didn't let me in mm. they didn't let me in i was sitting there and everything and my aunt my great aunt came and sat next to me and I was like you know I don't know what we're doing over here you know <laughs> it was my first time but I didn't know that she was the one that we were there to see oh my gosh. you know but I saw her there but I didn't go in so I didn't know that she was not there anymore you know oh what I mean gosh. and so and, and I didn't realize that until like I was an adult almost because I didn't t- say anything to my mom or my grandmother or anything because you know it's family you know you're yeah. sitting down and there they are you know yeah. <laughs> hey how you doing you know? and how are you able to distinguish between you seeing a spirit and then like a real person is there a difference between you know how they look are they more like transparent or you know kind of how you would see them in the movies or no uh to me when i was little that's how i just saw them and didn't know that they were in so as you're looking at me or yeah like that she was just there but as i got older like i guess the your powers are not or not powers but the gift is not there anymore because you're so involved with materialistic stuff and all that stuff you kind of lose all that so nowadays it i do see them in the corner of my eyes and stuff, but they communicate through knocks with me okay, and stuff like that. Or uh, in my dreams, um, I'll tell her, my daughter, you know, hey, you know, watch out. I dreamt this, you know, yeah. this is going on and stuff like that. But as I was growing up, it was different events and different things. It really isn't one way of pinpointing, you know, this is going to happen, missed or not missed, or I can feel the presence, mm-hmm. you know, like I was uh, explaining, if you walk around and all of a sudden you feel this and you're feeling it in the back of your neck you know something's there and I'm like okay I don't have time for you right now <laughs> I'm busy and that's how I dealt with it but okay. I, I love that your aunt was like 
I wanted to say hi to you, but they wouldn't <laughs> let you in, so I'm going to come hang out with you. You know, she was just like, you know, I'm sitting here with you. What you doing? You know, type of thing and all that stuff. And my brother was with me. I don't know if he saw him or not, but he was there. We were sitting out here. We're like, man, what the heck they're doing in there? <laughs> and you had a conversation with her? Yeah. Wow. She was just there. And Tatiana, when did you first start um, learning about your family's history with, you know, seeing (laughs) seeing the dad, I guess? Um, Well, just like my mother was raised knowing and and being like protected and all that thing, all those things by my great grandmother, um, I was raised the same way by my grandmother and my mom. And so to me, it was all, all those things was pr- were pretty normal and natural. I mean, ever since I was little, my mother and I would watch scary movies together. So it was, it was pretty much a norm where, you know, my father's side of the family, the kids were not really allowed to see scary movies because they would get, you know, they would have nightmares. And my mom was like, come watch this scary movie with me. <laughs> you know, because um, I, would, I would explain to her that it's, it's not real. In that, and the right. way it is for us, it's nothing like that. So right. I would laugh. You okay. know, I'd be the one in the movie theater sitting all the way in back and watching them screaming. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so, when was your first paranormal experience, Tatiana? Um, I it was when I was younger. I honestly can't really pinpoint the exact age. I want to say I was like maybe eleven or something like that. We had just moved into a house in Wisconsin because we used to live here in Chicago and we moved into a house in Wisconsin. And um, and just like out of the blue one day, my mom asked me to go get her glasses from the bathroom. And the way that her room was set up was that you have to go through her room to get to the bathroom. And when you go through the room... On your left-hand side was her bed, and on the right-hand side was her dresser, and there was a mirror on the dresser. And so back then, my uncle, he used to be a ghost hunter. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but the reason why I bring that up is because he had advised me that if I ever wanted to see a ghost, that to keep in mind that you see him in your peripheral vision and to try not to blink and just kind of turn and that you'll see them. And and so when I was walking through my mom's bedroom to go get her glasses, and she was downstairs, mm. I walked through and I noticed that there was something out of place on the, it was on the bed and I could see the reflection of it in the mirror at the same time. So I saw them on both sides and I kept walking through because I, I, I was like, okay, that was not normal. As I get to the bathroom and I pick up my mom's glasses, I was like, there shouldn't have been anything on there. <laughs> and so I remembered what my uncle had told me, and I decided to, like, as I was going back out to go give my mom her glasses, I stopped right where it was in between the bed and the dresser, and I decided not to blink because I could still see it in my peripheral vision, and I turned to look at my mom's bed, and I saw a little girl sitting on my mom's bed. And she was all in white. She had dark hair. It was um, it was like an old, kind of like an old-fashioned style, like, haircut. Like a page boy? Yeah. Well, she had bangs, and her hair was, like, shoulder length. And she was wearing all white, and she had, like, I can't remember if, I think they were either white, I want to say they were white shoes with little black socks or 
black shoes with little white socks, one of those two. And, um, but when I looked at her, she was like, it almost looked like she was holding on to a bear or a stuffed animal or something. Mm-hmm. And it was a stuffed animal that my mom would always have on her bed. Oh. And, and, um, but her eyes, when I looked at through her eyes, it was like very hollow. Like there was nothing there. Like there was no spirit. Like, you know, like when you look at somebody, they're alive. But yeah. you, you know, when you, when you like, when you see somebody that's passing away or something, you know, it's like they fade away, you know, and there was like nothing there. Like her eyes were almost transparent, like, and, um, and it was really creepy. And then all of a sudden I hear my mom go, Tatiana, (laughs) we gotta go. And then poof, she was gone. And then, no, I just, I turned around to just run out and I didn't, I didn't bother to look back or anything. I just remember like kind of being in shock Mm -hmm. at like, what is this girl doing here? Like, I was like, Okay, and then my mom was like, that's Yana. And so I went down. And then ever since then, like, I kept seeing her in the house. Wow. And it was for years. For years I kept seeing her. And it would be like I would be changing or I my dresser in my bedroom would be facing the door, which was like in a corner. Okay. And so I'd be getting ready and I would see her in the reflection of the mirror behind me. And she'd just be standing there just watching me, you know. Or... um I'd just be, you know, walking down the hall and she'd be by my mom's door. It was always between, like, my room and my mom's room. And the thing is, is that my room was right next to my mom's room. Okay. One day, like, not when I was, like, 14, my my parents had thrown me, like, a birthday party and got me this huge balloon. And I mean, like, one of those big, like, um, inflatable, like, balloons, like the big ones, you know. <laughs> and... And um, it, I would always have it away from my bed. And my bed, because I was young, I had like a canopy, the round ones that go over the bed. And and I would sleep in it. So in order for you to get in it, you have to like kind of like duck down and move the canopy to get mm-hmm. in it, right? So I went to sleep that night, one night, and uh, I had a crazy dream that I woke up because I heard the tea kettle going in the kitchen downstairs. And I wake up in my dream and I go downstairs to turn it off. And it was daylight in my dream. Mm -hmm. And I go downstairs to turn it off. And all of a sudden I turn around to go back upstairs and this woman was there. And and she was like maybe in her teens or something. And, And she looked at me. She's like, what are you doing here? But it was the same little girl just grown up. Wow. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what do you mean? I just came to turn. You, you're not supposed to be here. You have to go. You can't be here. You gotta go. You gotta go. And I'm like, what? And I, and I didn't know where to go. I'm like, what do you mean? It's my house. Where am I gonna go? Yeah, yeah. You know. And so I just, I just ran upstairs to my room and I, and I closed the door and I like went under my covers <gasps> in my dream. And you know, wow. I still had the canopy and everything, so it seemed very real, you know. And I'm under there and I had the covers under me, and all of a sudden, like in my dream, the balloon was still in there. I'm looking in the corner where the door is and the balloon is there and I see it floating, getting closer and closer to me and and the canopy was slightly open oh my and it went down in under the canopy and it was floating above me and I'm just looking at it, just watching it do its thing. <laughs> and I'm like, what is it doing? And as it gets closer, it starts getting closer and it comes down and it comes right to my face and it's right at my face and it trans transforms into the girl's face the little girl's face and she goes boo and she woke me up from my dream it was so scary like it scared me so much in my dream that it woke me up 
And all of a sudden, all I hear her is laughing and my balloon floating inside my canopy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which was not there before. No. Oh my god. No, because it was out by the door. And and it was like it happened in real life, you know. It was like yeah. a like a weird like thing. So, do you think that was this someone that lived in the house prior, or do you know who this person was? Or? Okay, well, I can come into that one. Okay, <laughs> uh, we had that house built. Oh, okay. So it was completely nothing, and um, well, she told me about her dream, <clears throat> and so what happened was that I know exactly who she was. Oh. Um. In two, oh, 1990, sister 92, 1990, I had a pregnancy. And that pregnancy had to be terminated because they told me that the fetus had died inside of me. And so it was really, really hard for me to accept that, you know, that sure. death because it was my second child. It's seven years between the two. Oh. So, um... I always had this. Well, before every time I'm pregnant, I know what I what I'm going to have because it comes in my dream. Um, I found her in a gar- in a garbage can, oh. in in an alley, and I knew it was a girl. And then, <laughs> well, I don't know what that means. This <laughs> one, I saw oh, I'm having a beautiful little girl out of in the garbage dream. can in my dream, right? <laughs> so with this one, I saw it also, and it was one that walked to me and held on to me and was on my leg, like hanging on to me. It was a little girl with black hair and little bangs and stuff and she was hanging on so I knew it was going to be a girl when that happened I went through a lot of depression because I had that and everything but I had it done in August I had to do a DNC in December um, when it was my birthday I got pregnant again and the doctor told me not to have you know not to get pregnant because I had gone through so much trauma but it happened so that baby was born was supposed to be born uh, April 14th still remember this April 14th so in my by myself I bought a, a little stuffed animal and that was her to me all these years and personally I would celebrate her birthday and that was the one you April. kept in your bed that's the one I kept in my bed I still have it oh but I have God. it put away but it's a little bunny and she's really cute and everything and so I had it on my bed and <clears throat> I knew that it happened, and I knew something was going to happen because the whole family was so excited to have our first home, and it was exactly how I wanted it, and I wanted it in my kids, and my youngest daughter was three years old, so that baby would have been five years old. Okay. Okay? So that baby would have been five years old. And so I was so happy, but I was so upset and depressed that I couldn't give this baby this beautiful a brand new house brand new everything and all this stuff so I was kind of happy sad at the same time I always kept it with me well after we moved in it was a two-story home so I was doing laundry at night and in the basement first floor second floor so the basement I was doing the laundry and I was in the first floor folding clothes and I hear this laughter (laughs) I'm like so I thought it was my youngest one you know, coming down because she was so excited. She was doing the stairs. She never done the stairs. She'd go up and down, up and down, up and down. Turn the lights upstairs, turn the lights downstairs. <laughs> so I thought it was her. So I went up the stairs and she was sleeping. And I went in my husband, in my room and I asked my husband, hey, did you hear anything? He's like, no. And I went down. As I was going down, I could hear it coming from the, gar- from the basement. I went in the basement. I could hear it clearly. 
I'm like, what the heck is that? So I went downstairs and it did it again. And it was, I saw it and we had boxes because we were just moving in. And I saw this little doll. I don't know if you guys remember. It was a doll inside a walker and then with a remote control, they would walk. Well, that was it. Going for there, hitting the the wall, coming back, hitting the wall, hitting the back. I'm like, what the heck? You know, somebody left the the battery on what the heck so i opened up and i found it i went through boxes to find the control and i took out that and it still did it wow so i had to take the thing apart so i (laughs) i took the doll out of the walker and all this stuff but inside i knew what who it was she wanted to enjoy this too Wow. she wanted to enjoy this too and then i started seeing her too i started seeing her on my bed and everything and I did didn't. you tell your husband? No. He's a chicken. Oh. <laughs> we would have had to move. <laughs> well, she liked the doll, apparently. She loved the doll. Awesome. She loved the doll. I don't know why. Well, maybe because she could control it, remote controlled it. So when she told me about it, I said, well, I think maybe we're going to have to let it go because she didn't tell me about it, and I didn't say anything. It happened for years. Mm-hmm. It came and gone. It came and gone. She would be here, and all of a sudden, I see her in the kitchen on the side, and I would just talk to her in my mind. I would talk to her and say, you know, you know, I'm so glad you're here to to be with us. And all this, I would say that. Yeah. So I was welcoming welcoming her. Mm-hmm. So, but then she was doing that, and what I taught my kids was that if you ever feel afraid, in someone you feel someone say boo. Mm-hmm. You scare them first. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so when she did that in her dream, I knew it was her. That's amazing. So I knew it was she, her. So the little girl you were seeing was the one who was afraid. Yeah, she that. was probably afraid. But the thing is, is that I would always feel that going up the stairs because I would always feel an entity behind me going up the stairs. So I would always turn around and go, boo. Okay. But you know what? I never put the two together. (laughs) I always taught my kids, always, because I know that that there's so many things we don't know where we're going and what, so you scare them first. And that's, I say that to you guys too, scare them first and they'll leave you alone. That is okay. I've never heard that. That's fantastic. I love it. And so anyways, and I told my daughter, I said, you know what? We're going to have to, you know, I told her, it's your sister. I told her, it's your sister, and she's here, and and we need to let her go. I need to let her go, because I've had her since before she was born. And so I love babies, and, you know, anyway, so I had to let her go, and I had to tell her to leave. I said, I know you want to be here, but you have an opportunity to come back maybe in Mm -hmm. another life and all this stuff, and I'll be here with you, and I'll be always always be your mother and all this stuff. So I had to let her go. But I still have my doll. My doll is still at the house. I have it. I have it. I thought you burned it. No. And it sounds like there wasn't anything like negative. Like, no. She didn't, like, throw she, no, 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 no. She was just a little girl. Oh, she was girl. growing that with is. my old, with my youngest daughter. She was growing with her. And I don't know if my little one's seen her. I don't know because she's also, you know, yeah. it's normal. <laughs> right. It runs in the family. It's a normal Except, thing. No, it sounds like not on your husband's side. Oh, no. They're yeah, scared of everything. So they, <laughs> Your dad never experienced any of this stuff, never saw things or... Well, he has, but he doesn't like to talk about it. No. Okay. He's <laughs> terrified. Okay, He's okay. more of like, we don't talk about <laughs> those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he um, but doesn't talk about it. Just yeah. pretends... I'll never be able to sleep again. Yeah. Just ignore it. Okay. Okay. 
before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about shadow figures, mm. and you told me something that I did not know. Do you want to um, explain what exactly a shadow figure is? Well, from what I was told, and I could please if I'm if I'm mistaken, please correct me. But I was told that shadow figures are different than spirits. Um, they're from a different realm. They're a different entity. I seriously believe that spirits are are a form of like, you know, us passing, mm. right? And and we want to communicate and we want to be able to um, to be there to like, you know, not necessarily cause any harm. Mm. But mm. I feel that shadow people are, um, they're kind of like deviant, I guess you could say mm. in a way. Is that the right word I want to say? Like, um, yeah, I honestly don't, I've never really done the research. I just, um, in one of my past episodes I talked about when I was little and I saw a shadow figure in my room and I never really knew what it was. So, um, I, this is another thing I'm going to have to research besides the doll thing, but so were they ever living people or are they more just kind of like, um, a bunch of like negative energy that is, I think it's more like negative energy together. Mm -hmm. What happens is, and this is my belief and everything from what I've seen, a lot of those entities of, of, of become demons because they want to control and they want to be in this mm-hmm. in this world, the physical yeah. world, and they're trying to see the weak people and trying to get into them or children and stuff like that. And that's why a soul is trying to to keep with the the living their loved ones Mm -hmm, they want attached to the loved ones and not gonna hurt them or nothing but they're there because they don't know where to go and then they're used to it and they didn't know they're dead right you know that kind of stuff if you don't teach some people when they're gonna die you're gonna you have to let go once you you once you stop being in this world but those uh shadow people um they're just trying to see because they envy us being here. Mm, yeah. So, so they, they, they yeah. wish they were a soul. Exactly. Okay. okay. And, uh, and uh, inside us. like. And I absolutely agree with yeah. that because yeah. I had an experience with a shadow person. Actually, numerous times. But um, the one in particular that really sticks out is my friend Carla. She's a medium. She helps communicate with the spirits and helps helps them cross over. And she, yeah, and she had asked me if I wanted to move in with her. And she lives in this house with, like, a bunch of people, like seven of us. And and I said, yeah, you know, that'd be great. I, you know, wanted to move out of my house. And I was like, yes. Um, So I moved in. And within, like, the first week or two, I came home. And it was late. And where her room was, there was a big, like, street light that would shine through the window, like in front of her room, mm-hmm. right? There was like a like a space in front of her door that the window would be lit all the time because of the, of the light outside. And um, I came home and I saw this person standing outside of her door. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> I know, right? And, and I was like, like I couldn't see who it is because if the sun, you know, if the sun is shining right. behind you, you become like a silhouette. Right, so right. it looked like a silhouette of somebody. Okay. And I went, like, kind of walking towards them, and I was like, hey, you know, are you waiting for Carla? Are you looking for her? You know, whatever. And all of a sudden, like, this person was, like, facing the door, and this person turned around and faced me and just started chasing me, like, started just running towards me. And I was like, ah! and I started running. <laughs> and I was freaking out. And I just started running towards 
my my room and I go into my room and I've always like my like I said my grandmother my mother have always told me to protect my room you know do like sage all sorts of different things Uh so that nothing comes into my room so I I run into my room and I close the door and all of a sudden it was like banging on the doors like boom 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 like just banging trying to get in to my room and I was screaming I was like god (laughs) <laughs> did they have a face when they turned around it was it, you know it was so dark it, the person had a hat on mm. and it was so dark and it was like an old like old figure you know like like antique kind of what my shadow figure was it was like a wide brim hat and they also had like a long coat yeah <gasps> yeah and there was just like, I, like oh I'm so glad I only saw this once when I was a kid and I'm so glad that I because I was I wanted to scream for my parents but I was so scared that like if I screamed it would have come at me so I just and it probably would have oh my god I'm so glad I'm well scared. and it's funny because my oh, friends from California I have awesome. friends from California and um I told them about this story and apparently they're very well-known in I, California. It's just going to say, if you look online, there's, like, all sorts of blogs about what's with the, the guy with the hat. Like, it's... And insane. there's also... There's also um, shadow people that are dressed in cloaks. So I've seen those, too. And, and my friends in California, they told me that those are demons. Because when I would see those, they would have, like, red eyes wow. or something great, like, a different color eyes, like, beaming you know, and, and I'm not just saying this from myself, but I was with my friend Tina and Alicia, and we were walking in the forest one time in Wisconsin, and the three of us saw the exact same figure, and it was a shadow person in a cloak, like, with their hands like this, like, like, on top of each other, you know, like a cloak thing, like a cult, almost, you know, and, and, and we were like, what the hell is that? Who is that? And we would get closer, and then all of a sudden, like, these beaming red lights are on us, like, eyes. And we just start running. And the more we ran, we would see, like, more, like, (gasps) on the side of a peripheral vision. And we were just like, screw this. It was like a trap. That's how the cults get people. Well, and kids. I'm no expert by any stretch. I've just always been interested in the subject and would, like, read about it. Again, since I was a kid, my mom showed me my first scary movie actually um but um while you were talking about the shadow figure in your house and the banging on the door i don't know if you saw but your mom um held up her hand and said that they knocked they knocked three times which Mm -hmm. i've heard is supposed to be like mocking the trinity is that true i don't know about that but if you open the door you let them in if they knock three times and i have a great story about that please share i was gonna share (laughs) well in, I live in San Antonio now, and we have our new house. It was, brand, it's brand new. So we we built it and everything. And um, my husband and I, we were there about three day, three four days, and we were really good. And all of a sudden, I hear knocking on the door. One, two, three. You know, like, Ooh. so I look through the, it's a it's a it's a glass door so you could see and I'm like there's nothing there and I told my husband don't open the door Mm. do not open the door you know because a lot of people when they're envy of you and we had just got this they accidentally without knowing send send that vibe to you send it it becomes something and you have to be very careful and I keep telling her and my my daughter if people are envy and they they have something that's not right about them it's something that follows them okay they send it out that kind of makes sense so 
I heard the three knock. I said, don't. So we went in my room, in our room with the door closed. And guess what? They came knocking in my door in my oh. room. My husband to this day won't open the door unless I open it. He's that scared. I said, he makes you open and I said, I said, look, you're not welcome here. I didn't invite you. You need to leave now. That's good. And that's it. And you sound very strong. Cause you, I've heard that you have to be like You have to be strong. very. I'm not scared because they're dead. <laughs> well, they're not here. But they, they feed off of your fear. Right. Mm-hmm. They feed off of your fear. Right. And my little dogs were barking, 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 barking outside wow. the door. They were barking. So whatever it was, I because I, I, yeah. I didn't have to. And it's my fault. I was so busy doing all that. I hadn't staged yet. Oh. You have to do that. Once it's empty and after it's not because whatever you bring in stuff, you always have to clean. You always have to do that. Because people don't do it um, to be mean, but it's it just happens. Stuff like that happens. You know, right. they, they send that. But my husband, to this day, won't open the damn door. I, I love that he makes you do it. You oh, yeah. He's it. like, I've never heard of this, and this is really, really bizarre. <laughs> it's uh, I have a, another husband, not her dad. Okay. So it's a different one. So it's it, that, that one really scared him. And I was like, yep, three times. And you'll hear it, boom, boom, boom. And very, very distinct. And really quick, you both are very, very brave ladies. Because, like, if I walked into a house and saw someone standing in at the top of the stairs in a shadow and they they weren't supposed to be there, I would not have walked towards them. <laughs> well, see, and that's the thing. Like, well, our house, um, where I used to live with my roommate, Carla, it was a community home. So we always had people coming in and out, in and out, and okay, it was just like open true. to anybody. So I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, that's yeah. And, but the thing is, is that after I called her, she came by and she's like, are you okay? What's wrong? And I told her, I said, there was something there. And she was like, I'm sorry, that was my fault. I should have told you that I, um, I basically, like, she's she's an open, like, open for business, basically, yeah. you know, open like, yeah, to just, you know, and she's like, she's like, when I'm done helping people, I tell them that they have to wait outside my my room. Oh, my God. Wow. Did she know who this person was? No, I don't think so. But, I mean, it was a shadow person, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if she works with shadow people or not. I have no idea. I've never asked her. I don't want to know. <laughs> and the thing like, is this, too, that you have to understand, when it comes to a medium, in a medium, invites people Mm -hmm. i mean not people but souls they're actually souls they invite souls the souls get scared if they see someone and they can actually that person sees them because they're like what so they're gonna go and see can you help me yeah oh so uh, maybe they're looking for help help from her and she's like and that's another thing too is that like i was always told by my mom and my grandmother like well mainly my mom is that the moment you acknowledge them and they know that you acknowledge them, that's it. You become this open radar, you know, because one one spirit sees you and they know that you see them. Then the, the other spirits are like, why are, you, why are you following that person? Oh, that person can see you? Oh, then all these other spirits are around you and everything. So for me, if I see something, I ignore it because mm-hmm. I... I don't want to be that vessel. Yeah. I don't want to have to have yeah. all these spirits around me because it makes me unease. Also, yeah. you're, no, you're not working customer service for ghosts to need no. help. No, <laughs> no. Yes, I can see you, but I, I don't want to deal with that. And actually, it was funny. We were just talking about it this morning with my grandmother because my grandmother was saying that she doesn't like to work in, in silence. Like She doesn't like the house to be silent. So she likes to have the TV on or the radio on or something. We're all like that. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like that. Even being here, like like mm-hmm. in any place, that if it's too quiet, yeah. it freaks me out. And yeah. and my my conclusion is we're so sensitive to um, we have that that ability to hear to see, you know, these spirits. That if we, if it's too quiet, our natural senses is to hear. Okay, where's that sound coming from? Right. So if we have a TV on or the radio on, we know it's that. Okay. If all of a sudden we hear somebody talking, <laughs> yeah, and it's quiet, your your radar opens up, and you're yeah. like, what they're is like, that? And then they're like, oh, you heard me. Exactly, you heard me, or you or you saw me. You know, like if you stop, like I did when I saw the, my first ghost. You know, the little girl on the bed, and I stopped and I saw her. She's like, now I would see her almost all the time. She, yeah, right. you acknowledge her. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so that's why I, I cannot work in silence. Mm-hmm. I cannot be I anywhere inside. The only time I really do it is when I'm meditating. Mm-hmm. But when I'm meditating, you're in a different zone. Right. You're in a different realm. You're yeah. focusing on yourself. You're not trying to pay attention to anything else around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So that, that's the difference between being in silence and meditation and being in silence on a regular daily basis. I agree. Hey, I forgot to tell you guys. I used to live in Northbrook, and that's where I grew up. And we went to live in this house, the house that my parents first bought us. And the owner of the house had built it. Okay. He built it. Well, when we moved there, um, like six months later, he passed away. And the room that I had was his, um, what do you call it, a den, where oh. he had all his stuff on there and everything. And I had this lamp. And the lamp was an antique, and you had to turn it like oh, this. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, at I, I think it was like at three o'clock in the morning, that lamp would turn on. Like a hur- oh, a hurricane lamp. You have That's to t- oh, turn yeah. the the hur- t- with a it's knob. Like a key almost. With yeah, a yeah, knob, yeah. and at six o'clock in the morning, they wake me up every single day, every single day, and I'm like, what the heck? And they were boom, boom, boom. Wake me up in the morning every day, wow. every day. Saturday, Sunday, I'm like, oh, it's okay for the school day, but not on weekends, you know. And come to find out from my farm door neighbor that he had passed away, and he came back. He came sure. back to the first place that he was at, and he was mischief in our house. Really? Yeah, the door cabinets would open up, and the, the cans would roll off. The refrigerator door, I don't know how they did that one. The refrigerator <sighs> door would open up. We'd come out in the morning. In the, morning the refrigerator door was wide open. We're like, what the heck? So we, my mom and another friend, they had to really do an intensive cleaning. And we were just, you need to go. Thank you so much for allowing us to stay in this house and everything like that. But for years, he kept waking me up at that time at 6 o'clock in the morning. Me in high school. <laughs> did he die in the house? No, he died yeah. in Florida. I wonder if he, there was something about the time, like maybe he died at like six o'clock or something like that. Or? No, I think he just wanted no. me up and gone for and it was school. Really... It was just like a school thing. It was it was just like I knew I had to go. Oh, and then was he a teacher or something? Was there no, something he was that? he was an architect. Okay, but he was a real strict guy. Real strict. Did he, like, and he built the house? And he built the house. Maybe he loved because, it. He yeah. built the house. He didn't want anyone else living in the house. That he no, he or... welcomed. He was welcoming because oh, he, oh, okay. he didn't scare us. He was just still living there. You just want to say hi and get yeah. up and go to school. Got, get up and go to school. <laughs> and then if I was going to be late. Dad. And, and let me tell you. So I had to, on the corner of my house, was the bus would come, right? And and I have naturally curly hair, as you guys can see. But in high school, straight was in, you know, fair <laughs> faucet look, you know, with the thing like that. And I would spend hour, an hour just doing that. And then when it was time that the bus was going to come, 
my blow dryer would stop working. Oh my God. It would always stop working. I'm like, bless it, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it was always at the same time. I mean, he was there. He was just on my butt all the time, every day, on my butt. And it's I knew it was cool. him. I knew it was him. It's kind of sweet in a way. Oh, yeah. like, he, didn't but... do, he didn't hurt me or nothing. And yeah. I knew who he was. I knew it was him. I could, I could sense it. I just knew it. And I'm like, come on, let me sleep. And I'd go like this, and the light would turn on. I'm like, oh, my God. Did he have kids? Maybe he. Yeah, he had. Oh, kids. He had a girl. Darn. Oh, I was gonna say oh, he I took it was on something like you know girl. he never had kids, so he kind of thought of you. You know, nobody had a daughter. So maybe she was like always on the mirror. <laughs> maybe maybe he was like kind of hard on his daughter in real life Very too, hard. and so he kind and of. We knew this because of uh, Mary and Tom. They became their grandma and grandpa too because they were always there. It was so sweet the neighbors yeah, yeah. and they they were there also that same man built their house oh wow. so they knew everything about him and they knew you know he was over there at the door making sure she got on the bus every morning before he went off to work and i'm like well yeah you're still doing that with me oh wow <laughs> that is kind of sweet yeah so that was a good you know a good i pretty much have had always good things i think because i don't let the bad ones come in like i i tell them leave leave you need to go you're not allowed here you're you need you know, that's how I, I i tell everybody to be that way you know because it's just like a little kid mm -hmm. they don't know what's right what's wrong or anything you know don't touch that if they touch it yeah. they're gonna burn themselves like, don't touch it they yeah. stop so tatiana said that you have a story about a ouija board yes i do board okay so i had two uh, incidents with Ouija boards. The first one, our first communion, my brother and I got, uh, I did our first communion, and I don't know who the heck gave us a Ouija board for the first communion. Even my mom was like, what? you know, who does that, you know, especially Catholics. So, anyways, my brother and I didn't know. We were little. Sure. Um, that it was, was made by Parker Brothers. Like, yeah, it was whatever. like it was there in Toys R Us, you know, in the aisle of all the, the, the game room stuff. So, we were starting to play around and stuff with it and all that. And then it would just kind of do this, you know. Oh, and whatever we put, it would just know. move. It would move. And we're like, my brother's like, you're doing that. And I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so my mom walked in and she says no we gotta burn it we gotta burn that thing and we went outside and she's tried to burn it and the thing would not burn i've heard that's the worst thing to do with with ouija boards is burn them because it releases whatever is in there i don't, I don't but know but you're also not supposed to throw them away i don't know what you're supposed to do i yeah, don't know what you're supposed to just don't buy them yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um when i was in high school then i don't know what happened to it to tell you the truth Maybe my mom just threw it away in the garbage and someone else got that look. <laughs> but um, <laughs> my uh, the second one was in high school, I went to Glenbrook North. One of our friends, um, his name was Charlie Brown. <laughs> and Charlie Aww. Brown got into a big accident. He climbed one of the Transformers and the <gasps> thing blew up. Oh, and, and when it blew up, it Charlie Brown went down. And then John, my friend, went running to get help and the, there was a train and oh. he didn't even notice because he and the train just grabbed him oh my gosh i took him off well i was devastated devastated i was a freshman sophomore year old something like that so anyways i was devastated i went through a lot of hardship it's like i knew that he was dead and i knew that and i'm like where is he gonna go now 
Right. We had so many dreams and hopes. Like the first person I actually knew and, you know, was with that is no longer with me. Yeah, so, and your age. And too. my age. Oh, my gosh. So I went, and they didn't even have an open ca casket or anything yeah. and because they couldn't find all of them. Mm -hmm. And so the brother was there, and I could see the brother, and the brother was like, he was in the military. He came in, and he was devastated. Two days later, he blew his head off. <gasps> so this was all, like, right there, and I was like, what the heck? You know, it was like oh, so much stuff. And this lady came to visit my mom. And she came from Colombia, and she had a Ouija board. And she told me, you know, my mom had told her about it, and she, without my mom knowing it, did the Ouija board with me. Oh. And I was, like, so eager to find out where that I, I wish I wouldn't have done it, mm -hmm. to tell you the truth, because it even made my senses more. Mm -hmm. um, and we did it, and he told me, my name is Adriana, okay? And he called me Adi. Oh. And on there, he came Adi. Wow. on that so I was like freaking out and then I asked him well where are you and he said it was really cold <gasps> and it was really dark oh. and I said what and he told me you have to obey the 13 commandments I'm sorry what? exactly <laughs> did you guys look it up 13 there's 13 13 commandments See, he's not referring to the 10 commandments from the Bible it's 13 commandments he told me that I had to look it up I wrote it down. We'll look it up. 13 Write down dolls. <laughs> what was the other oh, thing you were going to talk about? I won't forget that. Dolls and shadow figures. <laughs> so he told me that he was stuck. Oh, my gosh. He was stuck. It's like a purgatory. He was stuck. He didn't see the light. He didn't know anything. He was stuck. He oh, was stuck so there. Sad. And I'm like, so now what? You know, what do you do? And then, um, and that's when I started, like, I'm not going to find out this stuff because what do I do? How do I let him go? How do how do I help? How do yeah, I help right? him? And he followed me for a while. Wow. He followed me for a while until I told him, look, you need to go. You need to. And I was like, what, 13, 14 years old? What am I supposed to do? I was in high school. You yeah. Know, I was like a freshman. I was 14, 13 years old. And, um, but he followed me and he followed me through the school because my <gasps> book would where we used to draw each other, my book would fly out of my hand and go down on the floor. So he was there, and I'm like, look, you need to go. You need to go. You need to go. And uh, I think he did go because then I, I stopped feeling him around me. But because of the Ouija board, I found out that if you don't know you're dead, you're stuck. Oh. Like he went and he went to save him. Because he was so focused on Focus my friend, on my friend, my friend. Yeah, he went to save him, and he didn't know. So and he was my age. I, I mean, anyone my that age, are they prepared? No. So I'm prepared. I know, because I've died. What? Okay. <laughs> <Got enough. laughs> Elaborate. I've died, too. And on that note... All right, so I think this is a good place to end the conversation. Join us next week when we hear how Tatiana and Adriana have both died. And a lot of other uh, stories. So this is definitely going to be a multi-part interview. And as always, thanks, thanks for getting, getting creepy, creepy with us. us. Goodbye. Bye.